0: Al-Bashir, your source of Islamic literature presents Al-Akhirah, the afterlife, narrated by Imam Anwar al-Awlaqi.
1: That's the second sign of the Day of Judgment. The third sign of the Day of Judgment, Ya'juj and Ma'juj. Ya'juj wa Ma'juj are two tribes. Are they human beings? Or are they a different creation? Are they sons of Adam? They are definitely descendants of Adam. They are human beings. Mankind. And the evidence is in a hadith in Bukhari. On the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell Adam, Ya Adam, akhrij ba'than nar. Oh Adam, send out the portion of your children to hellfire, Because mankind A part of them will go to Hellfire, and a part of them will go to paradise. A portion of the sons of Adam would go to Jannah, and a portion would go to Hellfire. So Allah is telling the father of all human beings, separate the portion of Hellfire out of your descendants. Separate them. Put the people of Hellfire on one side. Adam doesn't know who belongs to Hellfire, so he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا بَعْثُ الْنَارِ What is the portion of my descendants that are going to Hellfire? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell them Out of every thousand, nine hundred and ninety-nine Out of every one thousand human beings Nine hundred and ninety-nine are going to hellfire This was a shock on the Sahaba And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi saw it on their faces The Sahaba were very sensitive When they heard this hadith The color of their faces changed They weren't talking anymore They were silent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa noticed that and then they asked, مِنَّ ذَلَكَ الرَّجُلِ Who of us will guarantee that they will be one out of a thousand? I mean, the chance is so slim. Rasulullah <laughs> ﷺ <inaudible> told them, فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ وَمَأْجُوجَ مِئَةٍ وَتِسْعَةً وَتَسْعِينَ وَمِنْكُمْ وَاحِدٍ Out of Ya'juj, 999. And out of the rest is one. And Rasulullah <inaudible> ﷺ says in another hadith, Ya Ajuj and Majuj if they are put with any group they would make it a lot i mean the ratio would always be on their side because of their numbers so many of them they multiply so much there is a narration that says that when one of them dies they would have left behind 1000 descendants by the time they die but this is a narration it could be weak anyway they multiply so much and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran hatta ida ajuj wa majuj wa min kulli hadabi And when Ya'juj and Ma'juj come out, they would pour from every direction. From everywhere they're gonna be pouring down, swarming from every direction. So the numbers are huge. This hadith indicates that there are sons of Adam because this order was given to Adam. Allah is telling him, send out the portion of your descendants that belong to Hellfire. Another, some ahadith that talk about Ya'juj and Ma'juj. This hadith is in Muslim. إذا أوحى الله إلى عيسى إني قد أخرجت عبادا لي لا لأحد بقتالهم فحرز عبادي الله ومأجوج, وهم من كل after سيدنا عيسى عليه السلام kills the dajjal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reveal to Isa and tell him that there is a creation of mine that are coming out nobody can fight them and stand against them. So take my servants to Atur, Atur in Palestine. And save them from Yajuj and Majuj. So Allah would reveal to Isa, warning him that Yajuj and Majuj came out. And la yadani la hadin Nobody can stop them. So Isa will take all of the believers and they would hide in Jerusalem. Rasulullah Wasallam الله الله says, Fayamurru awailuhum ala buhayrati tabariyah fayashrabun mafihah. وَيَمُرُّ آخِرُهُمْ فَيَقُولُونَ لَقَدْ كَانَ بِهَذِهِ مَرَّةً مَا The army would march. They would come to the lake of Tabariya, Tabariya in Palestine. They would start drinking from the lake. By the time the back rows of the army arrive, the lake would be empty. And they would say, once there was water over here, what happened to it? Where is all of the water? There are so many and they are eating and drinking everything that they would just drink this whole lake. وَيُحْصَرْ نَبِيُّ اللَّهِ عِيْسَى وَأَصْحَابُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ رَأْسُ الثوري لِأَحَدِهِمْ خَيْرًا من مِئَةِ دِيْنَارٍ لِأَحَدِكُمْ اليوم. صلى الله Rasulullah وسلم says, Ya'juj and Ma'juj are going to surround the believers. They're going to besiege them. And this siege would be so hard on them, on Isa and his sahaba, ashabu, that a head of an ox, would be more value to them than 100 dinars to you now. Now, 100 dinar in the time of Rasulullah was a lot of money. Now, a head of an ox, nowadays we throw the head, we don't even eat it anymore. A head of an ox would be so much value to them because of the scarcity of they have no food, no drink, things are becoming so difficult on them that if they have a head of a, an ox, they would treasure it just like 100 dinar or more. فَيَرَغَبُ نَبِيُّ اللَّهِ فَيُرْسِلُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمَ فِي رِقَابِهِمْ فَيُصْبِحُونَ كَمَوْتِ نَفْسٍ واحدة. Isa would make du'a, and the Muslims would make du'a. So Allah would destroy Ya'juj and Ma'juj by sending on them worms, insects, that would enter into their necks and kill them. And it would kill them all. It would, it would be an epidemic that would kill them all. The whole nations of Ya'juj and Ma'juj, these two tribes, would be exterminated. Well, that doesn't solve the problem yet. Isa and his followers, they would come out from Jerusalem because now they're safe. But there isn't a spot on the face of the earth that is not covered by the decomposed bodies of Ya'juj and Ma'juj. There's so many of them and they're spread all over the world that the whole earth is contaminated because of the smell. Of their rotten bodies Therefore Isa would have to make Dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again to help them Yajuj and al-majuj are a harm To the Muslims Dead and alive Fa yargabu nabiullahi Isa wa ashabuhu ila Allah Fa yursilu allahu tayran Ka a'naq al-bukht Fatahmiluhum fatahrahuhum haithu sha'a Allah Thumma yursilu allahu mataran La yakinu minhu baytu madarin Wala wabarin Fa yursilu al-ard Hatta yitrukha ka Aysa and the Muslims, they would make du'a So Allah would send birds That are so big, their necks are like the necks of camels And they would pick up these bodies and throw them away And then Allah would send rain That would wash the earth And leave it clean as a mirror In another hadith In Tirmidhi <laughs> عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال يَحْفِرُونَهُ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ حَتَّى إِذَا كَادُوا يَخْرِقُونَهُ قَالَ الَّذِي عَلَيْهِمْ اِرْجِعُوا فَيُعِيدُهُ اللَّهُ كَأَشَدِّ مَا Rasulullah says that the Ajuj and Majuj are digging through this dam. Let us go through the ayat of Qur'an that tell us about this barrier or this wall. Very long time ago, thousands of years ago. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Qur'an tells us a story about Dhul Qarnayn. Dhul Qarnayn is a king who lived thousands of years ago. He doesn't even exist in written history. This was way in the dungeons of history. Very early. Dhul Qarnayn is a king who ruled the world. Or the inhabited part of the world in that time. That's how they say he picked up the name Dhul Qarnayn. Dhul Qarnayn means two horns. Some of the Mufassirin say it means the east and the west. He ruled the east and the west. Dhul Qarnayn, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us his story in Qur'an. He told us three parts when he visited the east, when he visited the west, and when he visited an area between two mountains. When he visited this area between two mountains, the people who were living there were people who could barely speak or Dhul Qarnayn could barely understand them. They could barely understand his language. They told Dhul Qarnayn, they asked Dhul Qarnayn to build for them a sadd. Sadd is a dam. Because they were complaining of two tribes. They said, Ya'juj and Ma'juj are corrupting our land. We are going to pay you money if you are going to make a wall between us and them. A dam. These people were complaining to Dhul Qarnayn. They were saying that Jajuj and Majuj are causing so much corruption, we want you to establish a dam that would seal them away from us. And we are going to pay you. Dhul Qarnayn said, I don't need your money. Khayr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me enough wealth. But I want you to help me with your manpower. A'inuni bi Help me with your manpower. al Give me the iron... Or the the iron, he wanted the raw material of iron, and then he made it as a barrier between the two mountains. (laughs) He used that iron to build a dam between the Tuna Mountains and he ordered them to warm it up, to heat it until it melted and then he poured on it Qitra. Now Qitra is explained as either lead or copper. Qitra would mean either lead or copper. Now when you mix steel with lead or copper, you get either brass or bronze. Either brass or bronze. And both of them are better... Than if he left it as steel alone So he made this compound He mixed the iron or the steel with brass or copper There's a difference of opinion of what tatr exactly means And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that He didn't only build the sed, Because the sed means a dam But he built radma Radma is something that seals off completely When you say radma al-ard It means you sealed it off Asad is a horizontal barrier But it is open on the top So they could climb over it Those people they asked the Qarnayn to build them asad All what we want you to do is build a wall He went further And this is Ihsan, perfection He didn't only do what they asked him to do But he did it better, he did more He built a radim And a radim is something that sealed them off Completely from the face of the earth So Dhul Qarnayn sealed off Ya'juj wa ma'juj. Therefore, we cannot really see them now. We don't know where they are because they are completely sealed off. They are sealed off somewhere underground. Ya'juj and ma'juj, we have no clue where they are. They are somewhere in the east because Rasulullah صلى pointed that they are coming out from the east of Medina. But where exactly only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows because Dhul did his job so well, he sealed it off completely. And Dhul said, That this seal will continue. Until the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, this perfect seal, this perfect wall that I built, it will be leveled to the ground one day. Even though it's the best I could do. But he said that one day this will be leveled to the ground. And these are ayat in Qur'an in Surah Al-Kahf. Let me read the translation of them. Till when he came between two mountains, he found upon their hither side a folk that scarce could understand the saying. They said, O thalqamain, Gog and Magog are spoiling the land. So may we pay you tribute on condition that you set a barrier between us and them. He said, That wherein my Lord has established me is better than your tribute. Do but help me with strength of men. I will set between you and them a bank. Give me pieces of iron. Till when he had leveled up the gap between the cliffs, he said, blow. Till when he had made it fire, he said, Bring me molten copper to pour thereon. And Gog and Magog were not able to surmount, nor could they pierce it. He said, this is a mercy from my Lord, but when the promise of my Lord comes to pass, he will lay it low, for the promise of my Lord is true. Uh, we'll continue with the hadith. Rasulullah وسلم says, every day a and majuj are piercing through this barrier. One night, when it's they're done with their work, and they have just a little bit left, their leader would say, Let's come back and finish it tomorrow. They would come back tomorrow and find that it was sealed off again. So they dig. They dig it all the way until they're almost there, and then they leave. They come tomorrow, next day, and they find out that it was sealed as if it was new. Rasulullah وسلم says until one day, حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ مُدَّتَهُمْ وَأَرَادَ اللَّهُ أَن يَبَعَثَهُمْ عَلَى النَّاسِ قَالَ الَّذِي عَلَيْهِمْ فَسَتَخْرِقُونَهُ غَدًا إن شاء الله قَالَ فَيَرْجِعُونَ حِينَ فَيَخْرِقُونَهُ Until when their term is appointed And Allah wants them to come out They would dig through it And then their leader will say Tomorrow we're going to come back And إن We're going to complete digging it. So they will say إن Next day they will come And they will open up the seal and they would come out now by the way in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam a small very small opening occurred in that seal because rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was smiling and then suddenly his face changed and then he said today an opening was made in the seal of the ajuj maajuj Therefore there is already a small opening and one day they'll come and they'll open it up completely. عَلَى النَّاسِ الْمِيَاهَ وَيَفْرُ إِنَّ دَوَابَ الْأَرْضِ تَسْمَنُوا وَتَبْطَرُوا says they would come out, they would drink the water of the earth, and people will run away from them. And then when Yajuj and Majuj think that they have killed everyone, they would point their weapons toward the sky and they would shoot. So their arrows would come back with blood on them. They would say we killed everybody on earth and now we killed everyone in the heavens. Arrogance. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would send on them worms that would kill them all. Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that the animals of the earth would eat so much from their bodies that they would be fat and grateful. Uh, now in terms of Ya'juj and Majuj, as we said, we don't know where they are. And they are not a population of the earth living on the surface of the earth now. But there are people whom... Uh, we don't know of Because a lot of people like to say that These people might be Ajuj and Majuj And others might be Ajuj and Majuj Subhanallah, like the uh, uh, Pat Roberts, Robertson of the uh, 700 Club One of the uh, evangelists When the Soviet Union Broke up Because in the Old Testament there is talk about Ajuj and Majuj It's known in the, in the books Of the scripture, of the people of the book They know Gog and Magog, they call it Gog and Magog So Pat Robertson, this when the Soviet Union fell down, broke up into pieces, and the Muslim republics gained their independence. Some of them had storages of nuclear weapons. So, Pat Robertson, in his 700 Club, he brought this big map of the world, and he pointed to all of these Muslim republics and said, see, they have nuclear weapons, they're gonna march down, put their hands in, with Iran, and then they're gonna march down and destroy the whole world. Therefore, this is the biblical prophecy that the Muslims are Ya'juj and Majuj. Crazy. Tough that the Muslims now became Ya'juj and Majuj. And some of the Muslims say that these people are Ya'juj and Majuj and others are Ya'juj and Majuj. This is Al-Ghaib. Signs number four, five and six, which is Al-Khusuf. The sinking of earth. Sinking of earth, it could be an earthquake. That is so violent That part of the earth is swallowed In this hadith in Muslim Which we talked about The ten signs of the day of judgment Rasulullah sallallahu الله wa وسلم says وَثَلَاثَةَ خُسُوفٍ خَسْفٌ وَخَسْفٌ بِالْمَغْرِبِ وَخَسْفٌ بِجَزِيرَةِ الْعَرَبِ Rasulullah sallallahu الله عليه وسلم says Three khusuf Three sinking of earth One in the east, one in the west And one in the Arabian peninsula The earth would shake And part of it would be swallowed and these are major earthquakes, it's not just an earthquake, it will be a major earthquake. It could be an earthquake that could take all of the western United States off the map because the uh, continental divide goes through parts of uh, Arizona, I think, or the eastern part of California. So they say that all of this area is very dangerous area. So there, there was an ad telling people to buy Property in Arizona because one day that's going to be beachfront property So you better buy it now and it's cheap because one day it's going to be on the Pacific Ocean There would be a very big sinking of earth where the earth would be swallowed and these events Don't just happen like that like most of the people think these events are predestined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They have reasons it is punishment for the people for their sins It is testing Allah is testing the people And therefore subhanAllah You find that the uh, the Earthquake of Northridge Which was a very violent earthquake It happened in the valley Of Northridge Because that's where the Studios of filming these Pornography movies are And subhanAllah that's where the center of the earthquake Was And the earthquake of San Francisco we know the corruption and the perversion that exists there. So these events don't just happen like that. They have reasons why they occur. There once happened an earthquake in Medina. It happened again. It happened a third time. Very small earthquake. Umar ibn Khattab stood on the Mimbar and said to the people of Medina, either you stop sins or I'm going to leave Medina. Umar ibn Khattab understood that this is because of the sins of people. If it was now, they would say that the first one was an earthquake, and number two and three were aftershocks. Amr ibn Khattab said, this is because of your sins. If you do not stop, I'm going to leave Medina. And once the mountain of Uhud shaked, Rasulullah ﷺ put his hand on the mountain and said, don't move. Don't move because on top of you is a Nabi and a Sadiq and two shuhada. Rasulullah sallallahu Abu Bakr is Sadiq and... Uh, Umar al Shuhada. So these are the khusuf And these are signs of the Day of Judgment Sign number 7, the smoke Al-dukhan. There's a whole surah in Quran Called Surah al-Dukhan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Wait until smoke comes down From the heavens And this smoke Is punishment for the Non-believers. This is a punishment for the non-believers We don't know more about the smoke It is smoke that would come down on earth As a punishment for the non-believers Sign number 8 The rise of the sun from the west Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says يَوْمَ
0: يَأْتِي بَعْضُ آيَاتِ رَبِّكَ لا لم تكن آمنت من قبل أو كسبت في إيمانها خيرا.
1: Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, when some of the signs of Allah approach, then a soul that did not believe, their belief will not do them any good. The tafsir of this ayah is the rise of the sun from the west. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تقوم الساعة حتى تطلع الشمس من مغربها فإذا رأها الناس آمن من عليها فذاك حين لا ينفع نفسا إيمانها لم تكن آمنت من قبل روها البخاري صلى الله عليه وسلم says that the day of judgment will not occur until the sign rises up from the west when that happens everyone would believe all of the people on the face of the earth would believe but Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم says that is one belief would not do them any good. Meaning of the ayah. لم تكن آمرت من قبل means if they didn't believe before. Meaning that if somebody becomes a Muslim in that moment, their Islam is not accepted anymore. أو كسبت في إيماني It means that if there is somebody who claims to be a believer, but they were not doing good, if they start doing good when the sun rises from the west, it's too late. Therefore, your record of deeds would remain as it was before the sun rised. If you were doing righteous deeds, then the reward of those righteous deeds would continue even when the sun rises from the west. But if you were not doing what you were doing before, then no additional rewards would be attributed to you. Why? al qurtubi explains this and he says when the sun rises up from the west, people know that that's the end. Therefore, it is just like dying When a person sees the angel of death Can they make Tawbah? It's too late The same thing here When the sun rises from the west People know that it's the end of the world And that is When the door of Tawbah would be closed When the sun rises from the west The door of Tawbah is blocked No more Tawbah will be accepted Sign number 9 The beast Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَإِذَا وَقَعَ الْقَوْلُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَخْرَجْنَا لَهُمْ دَابَّةً مِنَ الْأَرْضِ تكلمهم. تُكَلِّمُهُمْ أَنَّ النَّاسَ كَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا لَا يُوقِنُونَ And when the decree of Allah or the word of Allah befalls them, We would send out to them a beast from the earth. It would talk to them. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the people do not believe in our signs. Tukalimuhum can be explained as talk to them or mark them. Because tukalimuhum can mean talking in Arabic and it could mean kalim or kalam. When you scar someone, it's kalama. When you leave a mark on something, that is kalam. And both meanings are correct Ibn Abbas says Both meanings are correct What will happen? This beast would come out And it would talk to people You are a believer You are an unbeliever And it would stamp them And it would stamp the face of the believer And it would stamp the face of the disbeliever There are some ahadith in that By the way, what does it mean in the ayah When the word of Allah befalls them What is the word of Allah? Qurtubi says وَجَبَ الْوَعِيدُ عَلَيْهِمْ فِي الْعِصْيَانِ وَالطُّغْيَانِ عَنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَتَرْكِهِمْ تَدَبُّرِهَا القرطبي says The word of Allah befalls them Means The punishment of Allah It is time for the punishment of Allah on them Because of their extremism In corruption And evil And arrogance And because they ignored the signs of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and they did not contemplate in them Ibn Mas'ud says waqa alayhim al-qawl yakunu bi mawt al-ulama wa dhahab al quran Ibn Mas'ud says waqa al the word of Allah comes on them is when the scholars die and the knowledge disappears and Quran is lifted we talked about that when Quran is taken away from the souls of people An Abi Huraira قَالَ qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thalathun idha kharajna لا ينفع نفسا إيمانها لم تكن آمنت من قبل أو كسبت في إيمانيا خيرا طلوع الشمس من مغربها والدجال ودابة الأرض رواه مسلم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says three things When they occur, no soul would benefit from an إيمان if they believed after that One of them is the rise of the sun from the west Number two, الدجال Number three, the beast It is too late to believe after that in the time of the jal we explained it because there's so much fitna at this time, if you're not prepared before, you're not going to be able to prepare yourself in the time of the jal. And in the time of the beast, because after that, people are already going to be stamped. Believer and unbeliever. Uh, there's more details in the following hadith in a and Ahmad. An anna Rasulullah sallallahu معها خاتم سليمان وعصى موسى فتجلو وجه المؤمن وتختم انفل الكافر بالخاتم حتى ان اهل الخواني لا يجتمعون فيقول ها هنا يا مؤمن ويقال ها ها يا كافر ويقول هذا يا مؤمن ويقول هذا يا كافر قال ابو عيسى هذا حديث حسن غريب والحديث ضعفه ضع الالباني وصححه احمد شاكر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سيز الدبيست ووت كام اوت كارين the seal of Suleiman and the stick of Musa. It would mark the face of the believer with the stick of Musa. And it would stamp the face of the non-believer with the seal of Suleyman. Rasulullah وسلم says that people would be eating together. And they would say, give me, hand me this believer, hand me this non-believer. It's written, everybody has it written on their face. People would call each other, ya kafir. Oh, disbeliever, Ya mu'min. Oh, believer. Because everybody has their stamp on their face now. Ya mu'min. Ya kafir. The hadith. Sheikh Ahmed Shakir says the hadith is authentic, but Al-Albani says it is daif because there is one of the narrators of the hadith. Al-Albani considers him to be a weak narrator, but Ahmed Shakir considers him to be strong. And he says that at tirmidhi and Ahmad have uh, narrated from this man. Wallahu alam. The final sign of the Day of Judgment is the fire. وَآخِرُ ذَلِكْ نَارٌ تَخْرُجُ مِنَ الْيَمَنِ تَطْرُدُ النَّاسَ إِلَى مَحْشَرِهِمْ Rasulullah ﷺ says, and in the end, a fire would come out from Yemen, sending the people towards al-Mashar. This is a fire that is going to push all of the people of the earth towards the Holy Land. It's going to push them together. This fire is going to continuously follow the people. And the people are going to be running away from it, and whoever stays behind, the fire would burn them. It follows them in the daytime, sleeps with them at night, never leaves them alone. And where will it come out from? From Yemen, particularly. Rasulullah pinpointed the area and said, "Min Aden." From the Qar is a basin. From the basin of Aden, Aden is laying in a the crater of a volcano. There is many craters of volcano in Aden. Aden the a city in Yemen on the sea And there's a lot of craters in it And Rasulullah ﷺ said that the fire will come out of this crater And it will uh, send the people towards al-mahshar And al-mahshar is in al-sham Rasulullah ﷺ Rasulullah pointed towards al-sham Towards the Holy Land and said This is where you would be assembled And another hadith uh, in Sunan Abi Dawud. يقول صلى الله عليه وسلم ستكون هجرة بعد هجرة فخيار أهل الأرض ألزمهم هاجر إبراهيم ويبقى في الأرض شرار أهلها تلفظهم أرضهم تقذرهم نفس الله وتحشرهم النار مع القرادات والخنازير. وصلى صلى الله عليه وسلم says there will be hijra after hijra, and the best of the people of the world are going to be in the place of hijrah of Ibrahim Where was the place of hijrah of Ibrahim? Jerusalem, the Holy Land Rasulullah says, سَتَكُونُ hijrah بَعْدَ hijrah. There will be a hijrah after hijrah What was the first hijrah? Uh, the hijrah from Mecca to Medina That's the first hijrah And then there will be another hijrah And that is the hijrah of the best people of the world To Jerusalem فَخْيَارُ أَهْلِ الْأَرْضِ أَلْزَمُهُمْ مُهَاجَرَ Ibrahim. But the best people of the earth in that time Will go to the place of Hijrah of Ibrahim And that's Jerusalem And then the other people that live in the world At that time will be the worst of people And that is when the fire will come And will gather them And assemble them to Asham And Asham, we talked about it a lot In many of these hadith Asham is the area of Syria, Palestine, Jordan and Lebanon And the most holy of it is Jerusalem Aknaf, Beit al-Maqdis and there are many ahadith where Rasulullah sallallahu praised that land because that is the land of jihad until the day of judgment There is continuously jihad in that land uh, In the beginning it was against the Roman Empire And then it was jihad against the Crusaders And then jihad against the Tatar Then it, it is now jihad against the Yahud And then it is jihad against the Romans again And then it is against the Dajjal That is where the Muslims are camping for jihad That is where the Rabat is in one hadith, Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم says in Musnad but... Imam Ahmad, "عن أبي درداء قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بين أنا نائم إذ عمود الكتاب احتمل من تحت رأسي فظننت أنه به فأتبعته بصري فعمد به إلى الشام ألا حين تقع الفتن بالشام." Rasulullah صلى الله عليه says, "I was sleeping and I saw a dream." Where the pillar of the book, the book Al-Qur'an Quran was represented in a form of a pillar, a column Rasulullah sallallahu الله عليه says the pillar of the book The column of the book was taken away from me And I thought that it would be taken away from me So I followed it, my vision I, I was staring at the pillar of the book And then I saw it placed in a sham And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says In the time of fitan In the time of trials and tribulations that is where iman will be and another hadith uh, in a tabarani ra'aytu laylata usriya bi amudan abyad ka'annahu liwa tahmiluhu al-mala'ika fa qult ma tahmilun qalu amud al-kitab umirna an nad'ahu bis-sham says when i was in the trip of al-isra i saw a white pillar like a banner of war taken away from me and i asked the angels where are you taking it they said we are going to take it and place it in a sham now, this assembly of people to Asham, is it the assembly al-Hashr of the Day of Judgment? Or is it a different Hashr? Some of the scholars, like al-Ghazali and others, the early Ghazali, uh, they say that this is the assembly of the Day of Judgment, al-Hashr, yom al-Hashr. But the majority of the scholars say that there is two Hashr. There is one assembly in Dunya, and then there is another assembly in Akhira. So they say this is an assembly in Dunya. In the end of the world people are going to be assembled to the Holy Land And then that will be the end of the world And then the hashr of the Day of Judgment is going to be in a different place And they use as an evidence for that When the earth will be replaced On the Day of Judgment the earth and the sun and everything will be different There is a difference of opinion in that This is the end of the signs of the Day of Judgment
0: This is the end of part one. For further information, please contact Al-Bashir Publications and Translations at one eight seven 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 four five three 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 zero 745 3330 or 303-574-0095 Our fax number is 303-373-0943 or visit our website at www.albashir.com That's wwwal rcom You can also write to our address at 10515 East 40th Avenue, Suite 108, Denver, Colorado, 80239-3264